Good morning, Kara and Ross, and welcome to the Local Paleo Show. Hey, well, thank you for having us. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you are all wonderfully well. We're doing great. Thank you. So you support the low-carb, high-fat diet, also known as the keto diet. Mm -hmm. uh, you've gone through different jobs before you started the company. How did you come to what you're doing now? Um, what was the, I guess you should uh, give us a little personal experience before you get to the company part. Sure, I'll, I'll let Ross start okay. with that one actually. Uh, I have been doing keto low carb for a long time, trying to avoid a family history of diabetes. Uh, about 26 years ago, my uncle, who was a cardiologist at Johns Hopkins at the time, gave me an Atkins book and said, hey, I think this is a better way to eat for us. We have this family history, and it seems to have worked out pretty well. So uh, my first career, I was a police officer in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the last 10 years, I'd worked in the wind energy business around the world, traveling quite a bit, and trying to find keto-friendly snacks and additional fat sources while I was traveling was a difficult process and kind of what led us to this. But I'll let Kara tell you about her background. Yeah, um, I, and I came to keto a bit more recently and wandered in from, from paleo. Um, my background's in wildlife biology, and then I uh, took a right turn to some entrepreneurship and then some finance. So. Nothing that would really indicate uh, a food business. Yes, neither one of us have a food background, and we were not looking for a trend or expected. If you'd asked either of us five years ago if we'd be uh, owning and running and building a food business, we would not have believed you. It was a surprise. Yeah. 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 So the question again is how did it happen? How did you go from what you were doing to decided to start a company completely accidental yeah um. after i left the world of natural resources wildlife biology um, fire ecology i was interested in learning about business um i did start a restaurant with some partners here in flagstaff sold that was still interested in learning more about business ended up going to work for an internet startup here um, in Flagstaff, and followed that through until we decided to start this. And we, Ross and I both have had an ongoing interest in starting and growing our own business. And the, the food part of it sort of fell into our laps just based on, like Ross said, personal need. Mm. That just uh, kind of presented itself as, an, as a, a natural opportunity. They say the best way to start a business is to you know, meet your own need, and that's, that's kind of what we did. Yeah, find a find a hole in the market, and we were not actively looking around, you know, searching for keto or trending topics, but we were putting coconut oil or blends of oils and other things in the little tiny packet Ziploc bags, and mm -hmm. they would leak, and we'd put them inside a Nalgene bottle so it wouldn't, as Kara, you know, calls it, create the luggage emergency, uh, yeah. with oil all over your clothes. Bad idea. Yeah. And we realized that there wasn't something in the market where 
you could have a portable, durable pack of, you know, fat uh, mm -hmm. that you could take with you. And we thought we'd try it, see if anybody else wanted them. Yeah, we started. And they uh, did. Started doing it part time, and it grew very quickly. We're not even two and a half years old now, and already uh, on our third expansion. Yeah. Nice, nice, Very nice. Yeah. I saw your setup last year, the paleo effects, and it was quite impressive. That big, um, the big Homer thing, right yeah. there on <laughs> stage. Yeah, keto one. Yeah, keto one. Our our converted ambulance. Uh, it's kind of a rat rod black color and has the big F bomb logo on the side. Ketosis right. support vehicle. Yes, the ketosis support vehicle. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, the 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 name of your company is interesting, F bomb, because you know. <laughs> you know, we had the business idea first, and we were searching for a name. What are we gonna What are we gonna call it? And I woke up in the middle of the night one night, and I thought we should call it F bomb. And then I kind of laughed to myself, and I went back to sleep, and I told Ross about it in the morning, laughing like haha, and he said that's it. I said, no, 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 you can't really call it F-bomb. <laughs> and then we sat with it for a little bit and, and then we went with it. And it's been a lot of fun. People, people have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, we got the domain name, you know, drop an F-bomb, uh, just like the saying. And that's been fun. People every week post a picture of an empty packet on their, you know, packet on their keyboard and, say, hey, I dropped an F-bomb at work, or one mom last week posted about, you know, I was at preschool, and I dropped an F-bomb, and nobody was offended, and <laughs> it's been fun. People like yeah. playing along. Yeah. We have the, you know, it's play on the fat bombs that people make, and we have that domain as well, but mm -hmm. drop an F-bomb is kind of our, it's our fun theme. Um, was there a, a a health need for you to go to keto diet. I know that keto diet is the is the thing right now, but um, how did you decide that was the best for you? Because a paleo diet should have been okay, right? Well, a, a lot of people confuse the two, and we get questions all the time. You know, is paleo the same as keto? And you know, paleo, of course, is everybody knows it's just eating real food you could be paleo but not be keto you could be keto and eat a bunch of junk stuff and not eat paleo we believe in both so our stuff and uh, I don't want to get ahead of your questions but our stuff is both keto friendly because it's low carb and high in fat primarily fat but it's also paleo in that it's all natural no artificial ingredients or anything. So um, right, right. We, we very much embrace both of those. And I think that's part of why we've been really successful because there is a lot of keto junk food on the market. Right. Everything from the, the pre-made, you know, the Atkins bars after Dr. Atkins passed away, the company made all this stuff with fillers and things. And um, there's a lot of keto junk food. So the fact that we have both keto and paleo aspects to our products, I think is, Part of why people have embraced it. And you came, you came to go through Atkins. Yes, that was kind yes. of the initial, and now that's not really talked about as Atkins anymore, but that was how you were meeting your health 
needs when that was right. the thing. Exactly. <laughs> Doing low carb, but, you know, Dr. Atkins didn't really push the fat. Fat was such a know. bad word. He, yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't say that. Couldn't say that. Right. No, yeah. So I realized for a long time, for about 20, I've been doing this, that was 26 years ago, I started doing the Atkins low carb. And uh, for about 20 of those years, I was eating too much protein, I realized. So it wasn't until I really added in the fat that uh, it became easier to maintain. And and it was that need for additional fat when I was out uh, away from home, especially that led us to start making the portable fats. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Now, for me as a chef and nutritionist, um, I use keto diet only for people with um, epilepsy or some kind of brain issue. Um, can you tell our listeners what is the advantage of the keto diet of a, um, you know, paleo, for example? Or yeah, well, let's let's come back to the therapeutic use of keto because that's a that's a really important one but i was going to say that i came to paleo through food sensitivity issues and it mm -hmm. was great for that but as i kind of got more interested in just monitoring i started monitoring my own blood sugar and i realized that i was pretty insulin resistant even though i was eating well um and i think i can eat paleo and still overdo carbs for me. Right. And so that was kind of that was kind of how I came to leaning more toward the keto side of things and that has helped me kind of not go down that road of, you know, insulin resistance and being pre diabetic and even though you know, just from I've never had a I've never had a, the weight problem. I've never had a, any external other issue that would lead me to look for weight loss, but I did find out that I had that other body insulin resistance issue mm -hmm. and keto responsible for that. You know, for therapeutic, I'll let, I'll let you, Well, I was going to say, I'll let you talk about the therapeutic uses, but for me, you know, my, my father and both his brothers, all three of them were medical doctors. Uh, they all had diabetes. Uh, and between them, they had pancreas transplant, kidney transplant, neuropathy, obesity, you know, weight issues, taking medications to control their diabetes. And it was after my father passed away and my uncle, the other doctor gave me that Atkins book, uh, kind of convinced me that keeping my carbohydrate intake level low and, and restricting it to, you know, healthy vegetables, greens, broccoli, asparagus, salads and stuff, and staying away from the donuts and bread and, and potatoes was good for me. And, um, I think it's worked out well. I've I've been able to maintain my weight pretty consistently. I'm 165, 168 in there. I don't I don't eat keto for weight loss. I eat it for general health. There's a lot of evidence that a high carbohydrate, high sugar diets cause inflammation, uh, may lead be a causal factor in some of the neurological issues that people are facing. Certainly is a factor in diabetes and. Uh, so I've done it more for prevention, and it seems to work well for me, at least long term. We don't want to convert anybody. We're not out trying to push our way of eating. We're just trying to provide products that help people who have made that choice, you know, get the fat they need. And then right, Derek right. can tell you about some of our customers and the therapeutic uses. Yeah, I think you're right on, on track. The keto's 
a keto approach is really important for especially some of these neurologic issues. Um, one of our very best customers and now a good friend um, manages her epilepsy with a ketogenic diet. And that's allowed her to get off, I think, most, if not all, of her uh, epilepsy medication, which was kind of ruining her life for a long time. So, and we've heard, now that we've been doing this, we've heard lots of those stories, all kinds of neurological problems, and it's just good. good for that. It makes your brain happy, apparently. Yeah. One of our customers and, and his doctor partner in their foundation are having really good success treating veterans who, while they're deployed, are eating a very high-carbohydrate diet. They believe that leads to some or causes some brain inflammation. Uh, and then they get all these micro-traumas from whether it's shooting weapons or being around explosions and coming back with PTSD and traumatic brain injury issues. And they're having a great success rate in treating and curing these issues, these symptoms, just with some hormone replacement and dietary changes. And Reducing the inflammation in their, in their brain. Right, yeah. Right. One of our other customers' mother uh, has Alzheimer's and was to the point where she was not recognizing people and was afraid to go out. She restricted her her activities because of that and she went on a paleo keto diet just cutting out the junk and is going out again i mean uh, there's a lot of evidence that it can help with alzheimer's and all these other neurological issues that you right, you know, right. well you know that's going to sound strange but my mother has the beginning of alzheimer and um they, you know, the rest of my family is in France. If I would dare to mention to use fats as a healing way for her brain, they would shoot me uh, on site. I mean, that is the doctors and, uh, uh, I mean, even my brother and sister would, would look at me like, are you crazy or something? So, you know, we are obviously fighting against the system, the medical system, mm -hmm. and the pharmaceutical system. Um, and for, for all we know, what we're saying right now is heretical, you know, and uh, we could yeah. get in trouble for even saying that because, um, you know, sometimes the, uh, uh, where the AMA goes after nutritionists for giving nutritional advice, you know, and tell them to shut, you know, shut up or shut them down. Or I just read an article this morning about this. Uh, uh, nutritionist in Florida was sent a cease and desist letter by the AMA <clears throat> saying that it was illegal for him to provide, um, you know, uh, healthy advice to her customers. And so, we are facing a, a battle against the establishment. And even if I, you know, I'm not in control because I'm not there, my sister is taking care of the caring of my family, of uh, my mother. But if I was there and I would even try to do, to feed her fast, because I know she's also pre-diabetic, I mean, I would have the whole family and the whole medical system against me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the cu curious thing is that my, my dad's been diagnosed diabetic for about 10 or 15 years. And last March, he had a stroke. And 
whilst he was in the hospital, the um, the food they served in the hospital meant his uh, his blood sugar level was going to the point where they couldn't control it any longer with just drugs. They had to give him insulin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, in in thirty odd years of being involved in this, this is the first time I ever heard a mainstream nutritionist say you should try a low carb diet. Wow, and that's, that's what good. They, that's what uh, the, the nutritionist said to my dad. And uh, fortunately, I know a little bit about it. And um, I've been looking after his nutritional needs ever since. And he is now off of insulin. Wow. Now off of every other um, blood sugar level controlling drug. So he's and he, he went in um, for a assessment after a year, and they were they wanted to um, say he was no longer diabetic, but they couldn't quite bring themselves to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it's so sad. You know, here in the United States, we have the federal government telling people to eat a grain-based, carb-based diet yeah. and telling diabetics that, you know, even somebody just recently told us that some of the medications they're taking for diabetes require that you also eat carbohydrates with them. Right. So you've yeah. got the government telling people to eat carbohydrates as their primary fuel source. And on the other hand, I hear ads all the time, you know, take this survey and see, do you have prediabetes? And, yeah. you know. Dad. Well, it's, it, it's a great starter um, for, you know, a lot of other medical conditions. If you consider, if you, if you can be diagnosed with diabetes, which normally comes after you've been put on statins, strangely. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, then, then they're, they're what I call it a, a starter medication. But it's not a starter medication to make you better. It's a starter medication that will um, sooner or later mean that you're going to be taking more medication. And who does that benefit? Yeah. 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 Um, Not only that, but if you've ever been on the American Diabetes Association website, a lot of the recipes actually contain sugar and carbohydrates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is like, hello. I mean, you, you claim to be helping diabetic people and yet you offer this kind of recipe that's that's a crime that should be a crime yeah yeah good for you good for you though so um going back to our business here um i'm gonna be devil's advocate here um for someone that has a modicum of knowledge about the keto diet they can go and buy peanut butter almond butter um you know it's available out there. So why would they choose your product? <laughs> That's a good question. And I will tell you, honestly, you know, when we're home, we use other products. We don't use our coconut oil out of the packs at home. We get jars of, you know, Nutiva or other high quality. Yeah. yeah. You know, our whole focus was, and our challenge was getting the fat when we weren't home. Mm-hmm. You know, if you right. go out somewhere go to a restaurant, you can get a burger and have them hold the bun, get, you know, you, you get your meat protein, some cheese on there, maybe have some bacon put on it, uh, get a salad, but you don't know what's in the salad dressing. They usually have a lot of sugars. 
Yeah. If you ask for olive oil in the restaurant, you don't know if it's oxidized or rancid or even real olive oil. Canola oil. Right. Yeah. yeah. So our, our whole priority was addressing our own needs for adding additional fat or good quality fats, known, you know, quality fats into our diet when we weren't at home. So right. when you're home uh, or if you're at, you know, we have nuts in the office here, just you know, you don't have to eat a nut butter. You can eat whole nuts. Yeah. But we got the idea for the macadamia nut butter from a world record holder, long distance runner, who was talking about how much he loves. He uses keto for endurance performance. And he said, one of my favorite snacks are macadamia nuts, but they're hard to eat when you run. And yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, so the macadamia nut butter market is pretty small. There aren't many places selling macadamia nut butter. And to our knowledge, nobody's doing it in packets like this, so you can take it with you. And I think that's why it's been so successful. Right. And it tastes but yummy, it, too. Um, uh, I put some in my... Oops, sorry. Um, I was going to say, it tastes yummy, too. I put some in my hot chocolate yesterday, and I loved it. Good, nice. good. No, but, you know, at home, definitely have a jar. And we are coming out with eight-ounce jars and then spouted pouches, which are bigger packets, but they've got a little removable spout on the top so you could open it. Those would be ideal for backpackers or long-distance bike riders or runners who don't want to carry three or four little packs. Right, right. We've a lot uh, of, um, athletes, we have a lot of, uh, we found a lot of first responders have these, and they, they love that they can have something in their bag, and it's got a lot of calories, it's got a lot of staying power for them and they don't know when they're going to be able to eat. They have that with them and they can drop an F-bomb and it keeps going yeah. for the rest of their shift. So that's, you know, that's right. Right. So con convenience was number one uh, for developing your products. Convenience. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Portable, something you can throw in your bag or your, whether it's your sports bag or your handbag or, you know, whatever, and, you know, take it wherever you're going or even traveling and so on. So I understand that. I'm a little concerned about the amount of uh, packaging waste. Um, how do you look at that? Well, we, we haven't yet found an edible packet. So that's why it is a challenge, and we right. understand that. Uh, most companies would start with jars first because they're right. easier. It's easier to fill a jar than have packets made. Uh, we are cognizant of that, but there are not really good portable packaging options. There's nothing that's reusable, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I would say it's just the... Definitely something to explore. I know there are companies that are working on recyclable pouch packaging like this. One of the challenges is um, there needs, it needs to be a pretty sturdy foil that makes the package. So right. that it's permeable to oxygen, it keeps the product fresh inside. Um, so yeah, no, that's a that's a really valid point, and we just that's mm -hmm. sort of the trade-off for having that portability and also keeping the product inside right. in good condition. Um, yeah, there's no there's no uh, problem, uh, you know, with the the concept of portability and convenience. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Going back to the health aspects of things. Uh, in the paleo, we know not to eat too much protein because it's going to, you know, potentially affect our kidneys. Uh, is there a, or should there be a limit on the amount of fat you ingest? 
until you're full. Basically, you know, no, uh, eat eat to satiety. You know, fat is much more satiating, filling than carbohydrates. Uh, You know, you you may sit down and eat a whole bag of chips, but people are not generally going to eat or overeat on fat. I think it's very difficult to do that. Um, You don't want to consume lots of fat and lots of carbs. But if you're making that trade and you're bringing fat up and carbs down and moderating protein, you should be good. And good quality fat. Obviously, you don't want bad fats. They're very bad. No, you know, everything we've read says that, like Kara said, you know, fats are only a problem for most people in the presence of carbohydrates. And so if you're eating a lot of fat and you're eating the bun and the bread and donuts and chips. Not so good. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. So I cannot eat my favorite cheese on the the baguette anymore? Mm. You can do whatever works for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, let's see, I'm, I'm... I need to go back to my questions because I've, I've gone off a little bit. Um, no, but that's okay. okay. I, love I love the little tangent we took off into Alzheimer's and diabetes and all. I think that's yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. 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 So you offer an assortment of products to your clients. Uh, can you tell us what they are and um, how they come? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Our original packaging, and we're still producing these during the transition, is a rectangular one or one and a quarter ounce pouch, little packet with a tear-off top. And we have nine, now 10 different products. Uh, Oils, everything from a nice California extra virgin olive oil. It's not anything magic uh, or magical, but it's a nice known real California olive oil. We know it's olive oil, we know it's fresh, we package it in these foil lined pouches. It's got vinyl on the inside, but there's a layer of foil in there as an oxygen barrier like Kara mentioned. We have a nice California extra virgin avocado oil, macadamia nut oil from Hawaii. Uh, This is our house blend. It's our most popular coffee additive, a nice blend of organic raw coconut oil, macadamia nut oil, and some Brazil nut oil. And then we have nut butters, primarily macadamia, but we also have a macadamia pecan. And this is our new pouch shape. You know, we've had some pretty consistent complaints about the other package. It's what we could start with, but people want to tear the whole top off instead of just a corner and then put the whole thing in their mouth, and it's pretty wide. So the new packaging we just started making two weeks ago has a shaped top and sort of a, a spout or funnel shape so you can just tear across there and squeeze it out more easily right. directly in your mouth and eat this while you're on the go. That's the kind you see on uh, when uh, bicyclists, when you see them on the, on the Tour de France and you see them like squeezing a pouch in their mouth, similar yeah. to that. Exactly, yeah. with the difference that ours are fat-based instead of carbohydrate or sugar-based. And so right, right. the endurance athletes especially uh, find that a ketogenic diet helps them while they are running. You know, you can carry a lot more energy in the form of fat than you can in carbohydrates. And uh, 
a gram of carbohydrates is what four calories and a gram of fats about nine calories so it's much more energy dense you've got more energy in a packet like this than if it were the equivalent volume of carbohydrates mm -hmm. yeah like keto has kind of been the secret weapon for some of yeah. these super long distance athletes that's kind of been interesting to see right see that easy to carry uh, especially when you're running um, so uh, are these all the products you offer? Yeah. Right now, yeah. 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 different products, uh, nut butters and oils. We are, was, yeah, we are working, uh, we're working on a natural low carbohydrate bar, uh, okay. nut based bar, but it's a bit of a challenge. That might be why there isn't one yet. Uh, but we think we have good options. Most of the binders people use are carbohydrate based, you know, sticky yeah. things like honey, molasses, dates, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want which, to use artificial junk in it. Yeah, which is uh, brings us to another, uh, your products do not contain any sweetness, right? With one exception, um, you know, when we were formulating these, we got some advice to add stevia, to make them sweeter and our take on the whole sweetener issue has been that if you just decide to step away from that sweet taste your palate will adjust and you can you don't don't preserve those cravings by adding those non-sugar sweeteners and that's that's kind of where we've gone with that the only one of our products that has any sweetener is the um, salted chocolate macadamia butter, and we add just a very, very small amount of conventionally sweetened organic dark chocolate. And so that's not even our, that's not even the highest carb content of our nut butters. So it's pretty minimal. It's not super chocolatey. We know we've encountered a lot of people in the keto community that are absolutely mm. opposed to any sort of real sugar. Yeah. And that's fine. We, we respect that, but we don't believe that I mean, stevia is kind of the the golden child right now, yeah. and we uh, we don't haven't bought into that. We I don't think there is a free lunch in the world of no. those whether you call them artificial sweeteners or just the, the not non sugar sweeteners. I, I don't believe it. Carrie's being polite. Usually yeah. she says, "Get off the crack," you know, break the addiction I think that's and the answer. <laughs> that's, get away from that. I mean, you can yeah. that works. Well, obviously, also in so carry on, Russ. I was going to say, there's some good evidence that the sweet taste, even if it has no calories, uh -huh. leads to cravings for more sweet. And it does, it does, yeah. And also affects your um, digestive hormones. You're getting yep. that sweet taste. Your body's looking for that. You get, you get that insulin reaction, some people more than others, but you're still, you're still kind of messing with the system. Yeah, 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 you are, you are. I mean, there's also quite a, a keen interest, you know, within the, the paleo, low carb, and keto community about the the organic um, quality of ingredients. Are, are all your ingredients organically sourced? They are organically sourced where organic is available. Uh, so, like our coconut oil, our coconut butter, we source those directly from a small family-run operation in southern Mexico. It's organic. Mm -hmm. The macadamia nuts are not organic. They are tested for pesticides and, you know, 
heavy metals, but, and we've been on the search for organic macadamia nuts, but the macadamia nut market in the world is pretty small. Right. And the way macadamia nuts are grown and gathered makes it very difficult to guarantee organic or get certified as organic. So, you know, you may have a, a collector and he's the, the area macadamia nut distributor, but really like in Kenya or Australia, it may, you may have 300 farms and a farm right. may be two macadamia trees in somebody's yard. And, so this family will gather the nuts and bring them to this central collector and all of those then get aggregated. And, you know, you might have 50 of them that are uh, not organic and 250 that are, but in the aggregate, because they're all mixed together, mm. you can't get that certified as organic. And so that's our challenge. Yeah, we're working we're, on it. We're exploring that. We may offer some down the road. We may be able to do yeah. some of our products that way, but yeah, Look for that as much as we can, for sure. Yeah. There's really only one farmer collector group in the world that has mm -hmm. organic certified macadamia nuts, and it's a pretty – they don't have enough for us. Right now. To We couldn't make all of our organic or our macadamia nut organic because there isn't enough in the world to do that. But like Kara said, we may, we're may we working on trying to do like a boutique or an organic specialty. Special mm. edition. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And, and I guess really the same question comes through with, um, you know, GMOs and pesticides. Yes. Yeah. Yep. As much as we can. Or... And that's why they get tested. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, one of the, one of our favorite authors, Nora Gagoutis, she is, she's just real blunt. She goes, I love your stuff, but until you can get it organic certified, I can't promote it. And I, I bless her for that. You know, she, yeah, yeah. She's very particular about uh, yep. what post, she post. will eat. Uh, and we agree. We're working yep. on it. We're working on heading, it. Heading that way. So yeah. We can't buy our own macadamia nut farm yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Nora, Nora is one of, uh, one of Alan and I's sort of favorite people. She, a, lot of, a lot of respect and love for her. What a great spirit. Mm -hmm. We just yeah. think the world of her. She's cool. And, and she does some great stuff as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Very much. So, you know, back to the earlier question, uh, one of our favorite authors, Dr. Bruce Fife, he's, mm. uh, he's a big advocate of the thought that a little bit of natural sweetener is better than any amount of artificial sweetener, including stevia. Yeah. Uh, and we had made that decision before we talked to Dr. Fife, but we like that, you know, he supports that. So we are ketogenic in, in, most of our eating, but we'll have a couple squares of very dark chocolate at night and a glass of red wine or two. And it's very civilized. We know we know what works for us. So when we when we developed our macadamia nut butter with the chocolate in it, it made sense to put a little real chocolate with a little bit of cane syrup sweetener in that chocolate mm -hmm. than to use some artificial sweetener. It just seemed more true to our roots and, and our focus. Yeah. <laughs> For us, that kind of ties to the real food idea. Yeah. That's, that's something your body knows how to process and has been, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. well, I'm, I'm the same, okay. you know. I, mean, I, I gave up sugar, for instance, 30 odd years ago. Um, and people say to me, well, don't you have a sweet tooth? Well, no. But when people come here and they're asking for, you know, things like sweetener to go in their coffee and stuff, I won't put it in for them. You know, I so say, if you want to poison yourself, you go ahead. 
You know, the sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sugar there, you're probably better off with the sugar than you are with the sweetener. Yeah. And yeah, uh, they, they find they find that an un unusual attitude. They say, well, no, it's, it's natural. The body knows what to do with that. That stuff yeah. will mess your brain up, you know, talking yeah. about the, the artificial sweeteners. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, people will start, you know, people who are used to eating the standard American diet and a lot of sweetened food will try 86 or 90% dark chocolate and they find it so bitter. Yeah. But after you've adjusted, you've backed off the artificial sweeteners and all the heavily sweetened foods, you realize that 72% tastes pretty well, sweet, sweet to us. Yeah. And, you know, so, that, you that's know, a really good gauge. And that's, it's really very satisfying. You want dessert, square dark chocolate is, once you're kind of adjusted, that's plenty. Or, you know, our daughter, our daughter will have some cantaloupe and I'll, every now and then I'm like, oh, that was good. I'll take a square or a bite of cantaloupe and it's so sweet. I'll taste it for mm. half an hour. It's just, yeah, it's interesting yeah. how the body adjusts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's strange enough. I mean, I, I use a lot of cinnamon if I want a sweet taste. Yeah. That, goes that, in my that seems to, seems to do the trick. You know, the body says, well, it's nice. It's quite sweet, really. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not that sweet at all. Just yeah, exactly. taste like it. Now, I mean, you've given us a lot of good information so far. Where where can people find out more about, you know, sort of your backstory and the products that you've got and so on? Uh, the best source would be our website, which is dropanfbomb.com. It's, you know, just like the saying. We also have fatbomb.com, and that'll direct you to our site. On social media, for obvious reasons, F bomb or drop an F bomb wasn't available on all the social media sites, and you know, so on social media, where fat is smart fuel. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Primarily, we're active on Instagram, not so much on Facebook or Twitter. We're not. We we like to live life and not spend time on social media, but we are fairly active on Instagram, and so fat is smart fuel is where you can find us and see photos. We try to. We try to not flog our products. We try to show people, you know, behind the scenes, pictures of equipment, how we make stuff, mm -hmm. uh, interesting articles or things that we found and, and not be really spamming about, hey, take our stuff. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's some other products, other brands that we love, and we, we post about those regularly as well. Super, super. So you've just, you've just got mainly your website and you know, Instagram are the, the main places for people to go to. For now, yeah. Yeah, until in the next year when you can go into lots of different retailers and find our products. But that's all coming soon. We're pretty yeah. excited. It's going to be a big year, and we're ramping up production to, to handle that. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you did mention you're going to sort of move across to the new packaging and into um, jarred products as well. Right. Is, is there anything else that you can hint at without giving too much away? We have, yeah, no, uh, we're working on a bar, very actively working on it, uh, and also some new products. Uh, we have toppings for salads, and we have things to put in your hot coffee or hot cocoa or, you know, your tea, but we're working on toppings, high-fat options, uh, maybe with some garlic and other spices to put on steaks and things. And One of our taglines has been, we make keto easier, so that's still our... Our goal to make products that, that facilitate that. So. Yeah. Excellent. 
I don't know if you asked about GMO, but all of our all of our products are non-GMO. They're gluten-free. They are peanut-free. They're dolphin-safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dolphin-safe macadamia nuts are important. That's very important. Uh, but what, what does that yeah. mean for, for people who are you know not not familiar with that term? Dolphin safe. We don't know dolphins were harmed in the gathering of our macadamia nuts. That's just oh, joking. Dolphin. Sorry, I heard Dalton. I think Dalton. It's Dalton. Dolphin. Sorry. <laughs> no, but all of our uh, our macadamia nuts are ground and roasted in a peanut-free facility. Uh, all of our stuff is non-GMO. All of it is gluten-free. Um, there's uh, no BPH. Yeah, BPA? BPA, sorry, in the packaging, mm -hmm. you know, it's an FDA-approved uh, food-grade mm -hmm. vinyl on the inside of the pouch. We're trying to be really, again, we're making things the way we want them. Mm -hmm. We didn't yeah. go down this road to, we didn't do a lot of market research and go out to find what people wanted. We wanted to make stuff the way we eat, and, and that's paleo and keto combined. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's strange enough you say that. We've, we've interviewed um, oh, well over a dozen people who've started out with some great products exactly the same way that you have. They wanted something for themselves. And, and I think because it was for themselves, they weren't willing to compromise or cut corners. And right. you know, what came out of that was something that they were happy to put in. Their, their friends and colleagues liked what they were doing and tried it and you know, were willing to pay money for it. And people went, hmm, you know, perhaps we've got something here. Yes. And uh, just like you, it's developed into a, a, a fine, thriving business, which is which is great as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's it's, ni it's nice to see, nice to see entrepreneurs really um, coming forward with quality products that they not only believe in, they use themselves because they made it for themselves. Yes. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. It's a lot of work, you know, if we knew at the time how much work it would be or how many nights we might be spending at the office. Uh, we might have rethought that. It's not the life you think of, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, Other people can take glamorous. care of stuff and we stay home. But uh, we're very involved. <laughs> we're very involved and we love seeing the reviews. We read all the reviews and comments and that's, that's just really incredibly nice. gratifying yeah. and motivating. Excellent, excellent. So, you obviously develop these for your own your own devices uh, to take with you and so forth. Um, where would you think is where have people told you is the strangest place that they they've taken your uh, your products? Mm. Well, we just got a review the other day. Somebody said they gave one to a friend and they it got them up to Machu Picchu. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I haven't been there. That's great. Yeah, I don't know if that's, that's not very strange, really, but yeah, F-bombs have gone to some pretty exotic places. Yeah, McKinley, we've got some nice photos from the top mm -hmm. of McKinley. Uh, we feel like vicariously we're getting to see some places that yeah. we haven't yet visited ourselves, well, but, you know, a little bit of our love is going with them. Uh, we've had packets in India, Australia, all over Europe. Um, yeah, it's just, it's cool. Fun, it's really fun. Excellent. I mean, that leads me on to the next question. They're available, or they will be available throughout the States fairly soon, and obviously are now via uh, the internet if people want to order them. When are they coming over to Europe? Oh, we're working on that, but the shipping is a challenge, so really we need 
to work on a distributor arrangement in Europe and Australia because mm -hmm. uh, those are huge markets and mm -hmm. we ship yeah. there right now individually, but shipping is painful. It is. So we have the same problem with Canada. So we're actively working on finding some solution that makes, makes sense mm. for that. We don't have that right down so. in yet. So the, the people in Australia, Canada, and New Zealand, and, and Europe have got something to look forward to then? Yeah. Yes. Surely. We, know, we know how popular the banting, you know, yeah. diet is and that influence over there. And uh, yeah, we definitely, it's on our radar. We just haven't found the ideal solution for it yet. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, impre it's, it's on your thought list. That's good. Definitely. definitely. Super yeah. job. Super job. So well, we, we looked at products that you're going to be bringing out. Where are you two, where do you two personally see yourselves in the next five years? Spending a lot of nights in the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're making yeah, making fat. Uh, yeah. Really, just making fat. Uh, we want to be able to keep up with the demand as we expand without compromising our ingredients or the oh, quality. quality. Uh, there's always a push, you know, to add preservatives because stores want longer shelf lives and mm -hmm. you know some stores will say hey you know you have to have an x number of months of shelf life uh, and there is an incentive to add a preservative or something to meet that we would rather do it by using a foil lined pouch if we need to we can do you know oxygen displacement with nitrogen or something and mm -hmm. that's as far as we will go mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. yeah, just keep doing what we're doing and more of it. Shepherding it along. Shepherding, it's, I like that. It's, it's been an interesting, it's interesting to watch any business grow, but it's, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously we're up to our eyeballs in it. So <laughs> it's just interesting to see what, it's always a different, new, different problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Now I know Ross, you, you sort of got onto the, the low carb keto uh, diet you know, because you were worried about, uh, you know, family history of diabetes. But Carly, you, you came into this a lot later, didn't you? Mm -hmm, from paleo. Yeah. And yeah, and then just like I said, starting to be more engaged in monitoring my own blood work. Um, and that's kind of the approach we take when people say, well, how do I, you know, this keto thing, how do I know all this fat's not going to kill me? <laughs> I, I don't want to prove that. I don't want to, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not going to tell you that it's fine. We say go, you know, go, go get some blood work done. Try it for 30 days. They're not going to kill you in 30 days and see what happens. You know, we can hand you some books and tell you what we think about it and what we've seen, but you have to test it for yourself. And yeah. that's essentially yeah. what I did. And I also saw, and I, I, we kind of see the same thing happening with keto. Um, first there was paleo and then there was paleo junk food. Yeah. And you can... Yeah. You just ate something made with 50 pounds of dates, but it was paleo, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's kind of that, kind of that aspect of, well, let's not, you know, go overboard. And I think yeah. that's kind of where paleo and keto find a good, kind of find a good mix mm. and that's where I sit that. But the, the, the thing that strikes me is you came from paleo into sort of a more ketogenic diet. Did you notice any difference within yourself? You know, was, was okay. there more mental acuity or that, that type of thing, more energy? Mm -hmm, definitely. The best, my, my favorite effect of keto is that sustained energy. You don't get the, 
I just ate something and I'm going to crash in an hour and I'm going to think of what's the next thing I'm going to eat. You just, you know, we, like mm. we were saying, we we're pretty busy. And if we don't, we miss our meal time, it's not a big deal. No, you know, it's, no, it's true. You know, coffee, sometimes coffee with good fat in it is breakfast and that's fine for a long time. So mm -hmm. that just becomes a lot more, becomes easier. And that's a, that's a really nice benefit. So that carries on. I mean, when I started this 26 years ago, I was a police officer and I was working shift work. And there were a lot of times where, you know, you might have the plan, I will eat at work. And then you're at work and something happens and you can't take a meal. Um, and knowing that I wasn't going to get shaky and angry, hangry, you know, and, and <laughs> joke somebody out just because I hadn't eaten was a good thing. And that, you know, here all this time later, that effect still stays. We will skip a meal or two and maybe only have one meal a day and you don't notice you eat when Fine. you're hungry. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's something that people don't realize. I mean, I notice that when I'm, um, over in the UK at my father's. My father likes to eat um, a meal in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I haven't really done that for a long, long time. And mm -hmm. I just find it so uncomfortable. You know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's got to the point now where I just have to prepare his food and I don't eat because I don't need it. Right. Yeah. And um, We had a meeting here a couple of weeks ago and oh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes being keto uh, leads to being ingratious hosts. <laughs> you know, it was about 1230 and the people visiting us started to very politely mention, it's time to eat lunch. lunch? Like now I'm hungry. <laughs> and we had totally forgotten about making plans or taking a break for lunch. So. Mm. Yeah. And, and it gives you more time in the day. <laughs> in a couple yeah. hours, you're not eating. Exactly. This is very true. Well, thank you again, Kara and Ross, for being on the Low Carb Paleo Show. And as we say in Texas, à votre santé, yo. <laughs> hey, thank you for having us. Thanks this so has much. been a pleasure. Appreciate it.